two of our debut broadcasts here at Cafe Americaine. I am your host, Chris Michaels. And one of the biggest things that I miss about terrestrial radio, meaning AM and FM, is because I could make people listen to the music that I think is great. And I can't do that now because then we get into copyright issues. So I may create a Spotify account and force people to look at what I'm listening to. Look at it. So anyway, we were going to talk about how the media is against Donald Trump. And it is fairly clear at this point, whether or not you have two brain cells to rub together, that the media is against Donald Trump. And that's fine, because you should always have some sort of opposition. However, this opposition is far too great, and the consequences of this opposition is a lot more than many people can fathom. And the people that are completely in the tank for this opposition have no problems with engaging in a nuclear war with Russia and going after Iran and escalating problems in Syria that Barack Obama started, by the way, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, and they have no problems going after China. More so than any of those, they have no problem going after Russia. They think that Russia is the greatest enemy on this planet and that Russia should be stopped and no stops at all should be in the way. Russia is the number one target for the globalist agenda. It isn't Iran. The neoconservatives want to go after Iran in the worst kind of way. And let's be honest here. The majority of neoconservatives are dual citizens. Dual citizens with a certain country in the Middle East that is not Muslim. So you can put those pieces together right there. However, we must go deeper. We must find out why the media is so against Russia. Why is the media and policy think tanks, such as the Council on Foreign Relations, why are they going after Russia so wholeheartedly? Well, it has to do with many, many things. First and foremost, it was Russia that stepped in to Syria because that is their only location, or this is the only country that is allowed to have a warm water port for Russia. So Syria has a port specifically for Russia. That is their only port in the Mediterranean Sea. And so when the neoconservatives decided to try and fragment Syria by hiring, well, I don't know, by hiring mercenaries from the West and mercenaries from Saudi Arabia and drugging them up on illegal methamphetamines that Saudi Arabia was buying from Bosnia and Herzegovina, and doping people up and then calling them ISIS. I Oh gosh, it's ISIS. And ISIS was backed by the United States, France, England, Israel. They were all, ba Saudi Arabia. They all backed up ISIS. They made it look like radical Islam, but it was nothing more than mercenaries. Nothing more than mercenaries. Russia stepped in. They called the bluff of the West. 
the West said we have to go into Syria and the Middle East to stop terrorism because we never know when terrorism will be at our front door. And before you know it, it they're going to be inside and it will be another 9-11. Except this time, instead of airplanes, it will be nuclear devices and chemical weapons and biological agents that they will spread throughout the countryside. Wrong. Wrong in every respect. However, Russia said, oh my God, you know what? You guys are right. Absolutely. If you guys are going to go after terrorists, so are we. Because we have a duty to maintain peace in the Middle East. Especially in a country that has a warm water port. Our only port in the Mediterranean Sea. So when Russia went in there, the West went, uh, that, that, well, that's not fair. You can't play our game. We've got that side of the game. We're, we're working this side of the street here. This is only for, only we can go after terrorists, not you. you you're not allowed to. And Russia said, oh, yeah, bullshit. We're going in there. And they did. And they defeated ISIS. So, what's the bigger plan behind Syria? It turns out that there were two potential pipelines. I don't know why my voice is cracking so much tonight. There were two potential pipelines that were supposed to go through Syria. One pipeline was backed by the West. So that includes Qatar, the UAE, and Saudi Arabia, and Israel, and the United States. And another pipeline was supposed to go through Syria. And that was backed by Iran, Russia, China, went through Iraq, went through Syria, and then went into Europe. So they wanted to throw, they being the West, wanted to fragment Syria and destroy Bashir al-Assad so that they can put this pipeline backed by the West through Syria. And Russia said, well, I, stop. That's not going to happen. We're going to use the same rhetoric that you did to make sure that these radical Islamic terrorists, Westerners hired, hired Westerners, don't get too much of a foothold. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And so the West doesn't like that. We can go one step further. One step further. The communists at the turn of the century in the, in the early 1900s, so 1917, 18, 19, throughout the 20s, they, even though they espoused atheism, a majority of those communists happened to be of one religious persuasion. And so when communism fell, thanks to intervention by the United States, with Yeltsin, by the way, talk about intervening in another country's political processes, that one religious group got kind of antsy. And they left Russia. And Putin has made Russia uh, religious once again. 
Putin has said it is going to be Orthodox Christianity that runs Russia. That is the official religion of Russia. So knowing that we have dual citizens running foreign policy for the United States and subsequently the West, we've got one country who has said it's Orthodox Christianity. That's for us. If you don't like it, too bad. You got to go. Or you can stay here, but you got to tolerate it and you've got to assimilate. We've got one country that said that. When communism was dead, the major party rulers that were of a certain religious persuasion decided to leave. Subsequently, that's where we get the Russian mob in the United States. All of those people decided to leave and flee to certain countries in the West, including one in the Mediterranean. And now they are angry. They had a detente throughout the 90s and early 2000s. But now it has gone too far. They have soiled the plans of those people, of those Russians that fled once communism was defeated and once Putin has said that it is now Orthodox Christianity that rules the day in Russia. This is what's really going on. We've got a pipeline agenda. We've got a religious agenda against Russia. This is what's going on. This is what I'm talking about. This is a lot more than you'll get in the media because there are so many factors occurring at the same time that you'll never get that through a mainstream media source because they don't want you to know about it. They only want you to believe the rhetoric and whatever thing they're pumping out for you. That's all they want you to believe. So this is part of the reason why we have to get into exopolitics. Because exopolitics includes the energetic frequency of mankind and subsequently the planet overall. And overall, let me see if I can say that more times tonight, that influences the group think across many, many dimensions that human beings exist in. Let me give you an example. So there were, back in the 50s and 60s, a bunch of trials that involved chimps and monkeys and whatever other primates you have. Besides the alpha primate, meaning the human, they found out that if you were to expose 10% of the population to a certain event, then the rest of that said population knows all about it. And on a subconscious level, has an energetic memory or lesson of that event. We're talking about altering DNA here. So let's, let, me, let me explain this a little further. Let's say we had 100 monkeys, and we trained 10 of those monkeys to do a certain trick. The other 90 monkeys on a subconscious level would be aware of that trick they would know how to perform that trick on some subconscious level. And it would not take as long to train those 90 monkeys as it did those first 10 monkeys because those 10 monkeys were able to emit an energetic frequency that influenced the other 90 monkeys of that population and of that species. The same concept 
works for human beings, except human beings are energetically more powerful than said monkeys. So if we are able, or the media is able to influence at least 10% of the population, then they are trying to grab hold of the other 90%. We are literally in a war for our thoughts and subsequently our feelings because feelings have more energy than thoughts. Feelings shape thoughts. However, as above, so below. If you can influence the thoughts, then you influence the feelings and vice versa. If you influence the feelings then you influence the thoughts and over and, and even more than that, you can influence language by influencing any one of those two prior concepts or prior uh, subject. So this is what we're looking at here. If the media can influence 10% of the population, which they clearly have, they've influenced at least 30% of the population because really only 30% of the population votes in one direction or another in the United States. In the United States, 60% actually votes, 30 goes one way, 30 goes the other way, and the other 40% of the population sits on their hands and says, well, I don't know, I don't pay attention to politics, I'd rather watch E. This is what we're talking about here. And the whole Russiagate memo, that's nonsense too. It's all nonsense. This was an operation that was set up by former CIA director John Brennan. He was the director of the CIA from 2013 to 2017. They created all of these fake memos, made these fake memos look like they were coming from a foreign country. And because they did that, they could go to these FISA courts, these courts that make sure nobody from a foreign country is spying on any Americans. And they said, oh, look, see, uh, this is from some other country and we need to look into it. We need to listen to every single phone call. We need to read every single text message, every single email. We need to look at every single sext message in real time because we want to make sure that the presidential candidate, Donald Trump, is not working for a foreign government or foreign agent. This is what we're talking about here. There's no Russian collusion. This is because the quote-unquote deep state is worried. They are worried that they have lost control over the United States and over the American political system with the election of Donald Trump. Dare I say, the unwashed masses gave the finger to the political elite. It had nothing to do with Russia. It had everything to do with Hillary Clinton running a horrible campaign and John Podesta being an asshole and probably a pederast if we're to believe WikiLeaks. So John Brennan, the CIA director, decided to march out on Meet the Press. And by the way, John Brennan got a very, very cushy media deal after he left the CIA. And because you never really, apparently, I don't know, but apparently you never really leave an intelligence agency. 
So he more than likely is going to be out there espousing untruths on behalf of the CIA, the NSA, the NRO, the National Reconnaissance something or the other. Uh, he's going to be espousing untruths for all of us, trying to shape our minds and thoughts to make sure the deep state doesn't lose all of its grips. So he was marched out on Meet the Press a while ago, and in July of 2017. No, this wasn't it. No, this is a long time ago. Okay, so anyway, uh, the CIA director effectively called for a coup if Trump fired Mueller. Now, Mueller is the person that is supposed to be investigating Donald Trump. The big Mueller investigation, which is, a, which is nothing more than a fishing expedition, meaning they bring people in and they ask you a battery of questions, and if you slip up, you're screwed because all of a sudden, you're a liar. So Brennan told CNN's Wolf Blitzer, I think it's the obligation of some executive branch officials to refuse to carry that out, meaning firing Mueller. I would just hope that this is not going to be a partisan issue. Are you serious? The whole thing is a partisan issue. That Republicans, Democrats are going to see that the future of this government is at stake and something needs to be done for the good of the future. Yes, getting your sorry ass out of the limelight is something that we can all agree on that is going to be for the good of the future. So butt out. He then goes on. He was referring to a tweet this uh, a couple of days ago that Trump said, Obama's and the FBI's actions are worse than Watergate, which is absolutely true. Whether or not you agree with Donald Trump, what Obama did, what Clinton did, what Brennan did, what James Comey did is far worse than anything that Nixon did during Watergate. Nixon decided to get rid of 10 seconds of audio. The Obama administration, the, the Clinton network, what they decided to do was spy on American citizens under false pretenses and then leak classified information. Th that's not okay. I'm sorry that you're butthurt that you lost the election. And I don't care how many cracks in that glass ceiling may appear to you, but you fucking lost. Get over it. Anyway, Brennan says this tweet, Trump's tweet about how Obama and the FBI are worse than Watergate, this tweet is a great example of your paranoia, Trump's paranoia, constant misrepresentation of the facts. Uh, hello? Look at, look at all this Russiagate stuff and how you people dragged the United States and the rest of the world to the brink of a nuclear war. And we're still there. And ang increased anxiety and panic, rightly so, about the Mueller investigation. When will those in Congress and the 30% of Americans who still support you realize that you are a charlatan? Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Brennan, when all of the other people realize that you are a charlatan. You work for the, for the CIA. You were the director of the CIA. How are you not a charlatan? How can your opinion not be biased? You are the epitome 
of biased. You're a filthy animal that is bringing this world to the brink of a nuclear war for other people's sake. You're disgusting. Disgusting. And some smart people noted, I'm going to read this. This is a quote. They realized that after Putin blocked Brennan's operations in both the Ukraine and Syria, Brennan, Brennan had every reason to retaliate and to use the tools at his disposal to demonize Putin and try to isolate Russia. The quote-unquote election meddling charges promoted by the Hillary people fit perfectly with Brennan's overall strategy to manipulate perceptions. Here we go. And prepare the country for an eventual confrontation. It provided him the opportunity to kill two birds with one stone to deliver a withering blow to Putin and Trump at the very same time. The temptation must have been irresistible. That's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about groupthink. We're talking about influencing the very core of the human being, specifically the human beings within the United States, and gear them up for a war, a nuclear war, with Russia because of election meddling. It's all a lie. It never happened. The only Russian collusion has so far come from the sides of the Democrats where Hillary Clinton allowed the sale of a uranium company to Russians because she accepted bribes through the Clinton Foundation. And so did Bill Clinton. There's your Russian collusion right there. And I'll tell you another thing. And I haven't, this is through the grapevine, so you'll have to trust me on this one. I know you don't know me yet, but you'll have to trust me. Putin came out this week and said, you know what? Well, I'm tired of your bullshit. Enough is enough. Russia has hypersonic weapons, meaning weapons that move through the air. Missiles and rockets and whatever else. At at least 7,400 miles an hour. We have hypersonic weapons. And these hypersonic weapons can get around any defense that you've got. So if they detect a radar net, they'll go around it. And if they have to go through air defense systems, they will get through it because they're moving so damn fast. So shut up. Let's stop playing games. Do you know who gave them that technology in the late 90s? Oddly enough, it was the Clintons. The Clintons gave Russia hypersonic technology, or at least the framework for it, and the Russians refined it. And when, when uh, Bush, in the early 2000s, backed out of the anti-ballistic missile treaty, Russia said, well, what, the, what, what, what was that all about? How, how could you back out of this treaty and expect us not to do anything and expect us not to see this as a threat? So Russia clandestinely developed a whole arsenal of hypersonic weapons, thanks to Hillary Clinton for giving them the blueprints and the frameworks for it, and thanks to President Bush, who said we're not the United States is no longer going to recognize the anti-ballistic missile treaty. So Russia said, okay, fine. We'll use what you gave us and we'll develop it. So th th this is all a tangled web. But don't buy it. 
don't buy the Russiagate theory because it's not true. If people want to go out into the streets and protest against Trump and go out there and say you're all a bunch of morons, then you should do it for the right reasons. And the right reasons are you're manipulating the American population and you're bringing the world to the brink of a nuclear war for other countries. For other countries. It's not even for American purposes. It's for the purposes of other countries and other groups. I'll get into that at another time. So this, these two things, those are the items that Americans should be protesting. It doesn't matter if Trump said, oh, I'm going to grab some woman by the pussy. Get, guys talk like that. I'm sorry to say, but guys talk like that. And I know a few salty females that say about the same things when it's directed toward men. So I don't want to hear that line from anybody. I don't want to hear outrage about anything, about grabbing people by the pussies or, or grabbing them by the nuts or ball, whatever. Everybody talks like that behind closed doors, especially sycophantic morons like Trump, who has so much money he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Wow. 25 minutes. All right. Coming up in the next part, we are going to talk about the Trump tax cuts and how those tax cuts are, guess what? Bullshit. <laughs>